Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, part 4 of Festive Fights, aka Alternative Christmas Movies, where I looked at Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Lethal Weapon 1, and now today I'm going to look at 1992's Batman Returns. Now if you want to listen to my other Festive Fights, they're in the archives of my SoundCloud page, so give them a listen. As a kid, I couldn't wait to see this, as I was a huge Batman fan, I still am. I love most of the Bart. Batman Arkham games, Arkham 8 is bloody diabolically shit. I'm also a big Tim Burton fan, well his early movies anyway. The juggernaut that was 1989's Batman, regenerated Batman from the campy 60s Adam West to the Dark Knight of today. Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to see this in the cinema, however my first Batman movie in the cinema was Batman Forever. Now on to the controversial part of this movie, that Batman kills. I see it as Tim Burton's Batman, or should it be Michael Keaton's Batman, has been doing this for years and knows he has to kill, as the jail nor Arkham Asylum is a threat anymore. Anyway, he didn't kill the Joker, he fell to his death himself. On to the movie itself, an $80 million budget that made over $164 million. Anyway, on with the show. Starring Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken and Michael Goth. Directed by Tim Burton, the plot, a gang of circus freaks is terrorising Gotham City, led by the evil mastermind Penguin, only Batman can stop them. Meanwhile, across town, megalomaniac Max Shrek is planning on stealing power from the Gotham City power grid, and is found out by his assistant Selina Kyle, who he kills and turns into Catwoman, the anti-hero of Gotham. As she's out for blood, can Batman stop Penguin and his gang along with Catwoman, or is Gotham City doomed? Before I dive into the movie itself, I can hear the old Batman theme now without thinking of the Batman Lego games, as it's played over and over and over again in in the games. On to the movie itself. It opens up on the Cobblepot estate, and we see Mr. Cobblepot played by Paul Rubens, waiting for his wife to give birth, staring out a window one cold, snowy night. His wife gives birth to a deformed child that has a killer instinct, so they get rid of the child by dumping it down the sewers, as the carriage floats down the sewers until it finally stops at a penguin enclosure. 33 years later, and Gotham City is being overrun by the Red Triangle Circus Gang, as the city is also being floated with rumours of a man-penguin in the sewers. So, as the city's Christmas tree is lit, with the penguin lurking in the sewers, we see Alfred, played by the late great Michael Goth, going about his Christmas shopping, not believing the newspaper rumours of a half-man, half-penguin. Then we, we are shown the Shrek department store, which somehow has a Felix the Cat mascot outside of it for no apparent reason. As we are introduced to Max Shrek, played by the great Christopher Walken, and his assistant Selina Kyle slash Catwoman, played by Michael... Michael, Michelle Pfeiffer. As he tries to strong arm the mayor into helping him build a power plant, one thing, why would a department store owner want to run a power plant? Mind you, look at Donald Trump, guess it's a megalomaniac thing then. After putting the sheepish Selena in her place by the egomaniac Shrek, in walks Chip Shrek, played by Andrew Bryanaski. I think that's how you pronounce that. I went on to play Leatherface in the both Texas Chainsaw remakes to usher his dad down to give his speech to the crowd below. Meanwhile, in the sewers, the penguin skulks. Just as Shrek starts his speech, 
which she had got, so he plans to take it out on Selena and much later on at night. The penguin puts his plan into action as a giant Christmas present rolls its way onto the streets. Out flies the Red Triangle Circus Gang and they run amok. So the completely useless cops led by Commissioner Gordon, played by the late Pat Hingle, who would reprise his role as Gordon all the way through the series until his death in 2009. Shines the bat single, the bat signal, rather, in the sky, and we're taken to Wayne Manor, where Bruce Wayne, played once again by Michael Keaton, who got an unheard of at the time, $15 million to reprise his role as Batman, sits in a darkened room just waiting for trouble, as you do. With the bat signal in the sky, Penguin's goons, led by organ grind, the organ grinder, played by Vincent Chiavelli, who gave me the creeps when I was a kid, tries to kidnap Shrek, but he runs off as the Batmobile roars into town. The city is in flames as the gang runs amok, trashing everything in sight, until Batman in the Batmobile comes to the rescue, taking out several goons with the gadgets on board the car, including burning a flame-throwing cloud alive using the Batmobile's afterburner. As I said, this is a much older, hardened Batman that knows Jail just doesn't do shit anymore, so he's taking justice into his own hands is the only way to go. With Selena being held at stun gun point, wait, what? By a clown, this is where she gets it from for much later on, Batman pulls out his bad grapple gun and pulls a piece of wall out, knocking out the goon. In a back alley, Shrek is kidnapped by the penguin and is taken to his hideout, the old Gotham Zoo where he's told the penguin knows all his dirty little secrets, including killing his old partner. This is all very Scrooge here. It's here we're finally introduced to the penguin, played by Danny DeVito, in a makeup job that took over three hours to get into a day, surrounded by real live penguins. By the way, what is it with Walken's terrible wig and makeup job in this movie? Jeez, it looks like a cheap freight wig badly cut. Gotta say, I love the penguin's barrel of umbrellas and his weaponry from the flamethrower to the helicopter umbrella. One thing I've always wanted to know, where did he get those toys? So Penguin blackmails Shrek into helping him find out who he really is. Going back to her small dingy apartment, Selena is only greeted by her cat Miss Kitty, then plan plays her answering machine only to find out she has to return to the office to file paperwork. And it's here Shrek kills her for snooping by throwing her out of a window to her death, only to be brought back by dozens of stray alley cats as the chewer fingers turn her into Catwoman, the whip-wielding anti-hero of Gotham. So now reanimated Selina returns to her home, only to trash it and make her own superhero suit out of a PVC full-length coat. And this scene must have been fun, fun to film, and it's something I've always wanted to do is just trash a room. You know, think about it, this Catwoman's origins isn't a mile miles away from Halle Berry's Catwoman, a movie I may cover sometime as a guilty pleasure as I genuinely love that movie. A sheepish, overworked woman, killed by her boss, gets brought back to life by cats, and then makes her own outfit out of a leather coat. One other thing, would one PVC coat be enough material to make a full cat suit? Mm, moving on. The next day, at a press conference, uh, the mayor is attacked and his baby is stole by one of the Red Triangle Circus Gang members only to be stopped by the penguin as he rises in, and I kid you not, a giant yellow rubber duck car to be greeted by the press and Max Shrek as well as the mayor and his wife. 
He gives an impassioned speech to camera with Bruce Wayne watching on and on TV. One thing, if he's been living underground for years, why isn't he sensitive to the light? At least Tim Burton could have gave him sunglasses to wear or something. Cut to the penguin at the Hall of Records going through each and every record on the pretense of finding his parents, but really taking note of every firstborn child in Gotham. In the Batcave, Bruce Wayne does research on the penguin, finding out he used to be in a red triangle circus. Now his gang, also, he was a child abductor and killer. Now, if Bruce Wayne could find out all this information, then why couldn't the press, especially after he runs for mayor? Hmm. Later that night, during a patrol of the city, Batman looks on as the Penguin gets them gets the info on the kids, as his bat sense is a tingling a danger. The next afternoon, the Penguin makes a show of going to the grave of his mother and father, who he probably had killed or killed him himself and leaves two single red roses, then tells the paper he is not an animal, but Oswald Cobblepot. As the city falls in love with the penguin's bullshit backstory, a mugger tries to mug a woman, only to be saved by Catwoman as she kicks the shit out of him, then slashes up his face. Wait, when did she learn how to do martial arts? Hmm. Then puts a fear of God in the girl by saying, I am Catwoman, hear me roar. Note, each of the catsuits worn by Pfeiffer cost 1000 pounds and could only be worn once as Michelle Pfeiffer couldn't breathe nor hear very well so she just ripped out of them ripped out of them as the scene finished. She went through sixty in total. She also kept one of the whips apparently. Bruce Wayne has a meeting with Max Shrek, saying he's against his proposed power plant plans and he'll indeed fight him over it. Also he doesn't have a crime boss in his back pocket after Shrek says mayors can come and go, hinting on something much later on in the movie. In walks Selina to a much stunned Max as she tells both Bruce and him it's a blur what happened to her and why she has a head injury. Playing up the scatterbrain cat angle I'm guessing. So Max gets her to show Bruce out, cut to the penguins overground hideout as Shrek gets him to run for mayor of the city. Not the first time the penguin has ran for the mayor the late great Burgess Meredith's Penguin ran for mayor in an 86 episode of the TV show. Note, the fish eaten by DeVito was a real fish and made most of the people turn their stomachs on set. Also, note the bodysuit DeVito wore was £50 of padding. So, Max gets the Penguin to use his gang to run amok in a city, showing just how useless the mayor actually is. With the red Triangle Circus Gang blowing up shops and beating people up. Batman takes on several and beats them up, only to be cornered by four. So Batman uses a remote control Batarang, apparently one of the first time CG was actually used in the Batman franchise, to take down some but not all as the Poodle Lady's Poodle catches it and runs off with it. Across the town, Catwoman breaks into Shrek's department store and after beheading some dummies and quickly penalising the guards, with using her whip, which Michelle Pfeiffer did herself, she gleefully skips out of the place as it blows sky high. Batman openly kills another goon by placing TNT in his trousers and throws him to his death as it blows up in a bunker of some sort. Batman and Penguin have their first face to face with the Penguin saying he's running for mayor. Just then Catwoman comes cartwheeling out of the store 
seconds before it blows. So Penguin uses his helicopter umbrella to chase after her as Catwoman scales the wall. Again, when did she learn how to do this? Hmm. On the rooftop, Batman and Catwoman flirt a fight with Batman dropping her off the roof into a truck full of kitty litter. The next day, it's announced Penguin is running for mayor. Going up to his hideout, he finds Catwoman waiting for him, so the two come up with a plan to take down Batman. After Penguin tries to seduce her, she threatens to eat Penguin's pet bird, which Michelle Pfeiffer actually put in her mouth for real. So Penguin threatens to kill Miss Kitty. They come up with a plan to turn Gotham City against Batman. I love the fact that Catwoman's outfits have battle scars that are badly stitched by Selina after each life she used up. Note, she's supposed to have nine. Get it? She's a cat. Woo! On TV, Bruce watches the penguins challenge to the mare to relight the Christmas tree. The next day, Bruce bumps into Selina and the two hit it off. So he asks her over for dinner. Penguin kidnaps Ice Princess, framing Batwoman by hitting her with Batman's remote control batarang. At Wayne Manor, Bruce and Selina have dinner, then flirt outrageously until both almost find out about each other person's altered ego. So Selina runs off after watching on TV about the Batarang and Ice Princess's kidnapping. And I hate the fact that Batman has dozens of bat suits in his walk-in wardrobe just waiting for him. Note, he doesn't wear boots in this but a pair of Air Jordans coloured black with a slip over them. After getting dressed, Batman parks the Batmobile. A little bit more CGI apparently, the only other time in this movie. As the shields go up, only to be overrode by one of Penguin's goons. At the press conference, the mayor tries to calm things down as Batman tries to save the Ice Princess but is jumped by Catwoman and the two fight again. Meanwhile, Penguin's goons tamper off the Batmobile, planting a bug so the Penguin can override it and use it to cause chaos, framing Batman. After more flirt fighting, Catwoman drags the Ice Princess to the roof where Penguin causes her to fall using a brawly filled with bats much to the annoyance of Catwoman. As she falls, she hits the lights and lets loose hundreds of bats to scare the press pack. Being shot off the roof, Catwoman kisses a stunned Batman with a mistletoe, or more like Lixton. So Batman uses his glider suit to glide back down to the Batmobile just as the goons have finished planting the bug. On the rooftop, Penguin quote-unquote kills Catwoman after she gets mad at him for killing the princess and rejects his come-ons by strapping his helicopter brawly to her neck and which causes her to fall into a greenhouse yet that somehow kills her even though it's not a big enough fall but moving on Landing near the now tampered with Batmobile Batman tries to make a break for it unfortunately Penguin is now in charge of it and uses it to run wild in a city with Batman able to control it however he does record Penguin's rant on a CD as he finally gets the bug out I gotta say I love, love the kiddie Batmobile ride Penguin uses to drive the Batmobile. One thing, how the hell did Penguin get the blueprints to the Batmobile? Surely they were not stored on Hall of Records. Finally, getting control back and getting chased by the police, Batman flicks a switch. At first, it doesn't work, which transforms the Batmobile into a skinny Batmobile thing as he drives off, which looks utterly fucking ridiculous. The next morning, at yet another press conference, the Penguin's speech is hijacked by Batman as he plays back the Penguin's rants from earlier to a pissed-off crowd that pelt him with rotten vegetable. vegetables. Even. 
According to Intimate Video Database, DeVito did this stunt himself. Although why would he need a stunt double to get help with vegetables is beyond me. Escaping into the sewers using his gun brawly, he turns from Oswald to the Penguin again as even Max abandons him so he comes up with plan B and puts that into the works. Returning to his old hideaway at the zoo, he puts plan B into action by kidnapping every firstborn child in the city, which he does using the organ grinder and some sort of train which is all very child snatcher from shitty shitty bang bang. Note, most of the penguins around the penguin were fake as were easily startled by the gun in the umbrella as he shoots one of his own guns because they refused to go ahead with penguins plans so they were placed by robots. At Maxie's masquerade ball, Bruce and Selina dance and find out their alter eagles. Just then, Penguin blows up the floor and tries to kidnap Chip, but takes Max instead after he pleads for it. With that, the two get into Penguin's ridiculous yellow duck car, with Penguin telling Shrek he'll kill them all in a puddle of his own toxic waste. Batman stops the kidnappers. Of course he does. Then sends the organ grinder's monkey down to the hideout with a message written by Bob Kane, the Batman creator. So Penguin puts Plan C into action, which is to send out his Penguin army with a missile strapped on it to blow up the entire city. Batman comes to rescue using the bat boat ski type thingy to jam the Penguin's guidance systems. Note, the Penguin army are mostly real Penguins. Around 1800 were used, according to IMBDB. With the army returning home, the Penguin throws a hissy fit, so this gives Shrek the chance to trick the monkey into handing over the keys as he escapes his cage. With the army returning home and Batman breathing down their necks, the Red Triangle Circus Gang abandoning Penguin, so he drives off in his ducky car, only to be crashed into by Batman. The two fight with Penguin holding his knife-topped brawly and Batman holding the big red button to set off the missiles. Penguin gets the button off Batman presses it, which fires off all the missiles and releases dozens of bats, which causes him to smash through the roof and fall to his death into the toxic water as missiles rain down, destroying the zoo. Max escapes his cage only to be stopped by Catwoman and dropped into the him, toxic water where he finds a handgun. Why the hell is this toxic water will kill him is beyond me. With the Place going up in flames and falling down around him, Catwoman whips Max time and time and time again. So Batman swoops down to stop her killing Max, giving him the chance to shoot her time and time again. But only after she and Batman remove their masks. After taking shot after shot, Selina pulls out a stun gun and a cable and shocks Max to death. Penguin arises from the grave only to die shortly after, just overheating, only to be dragged by King Penguins back into the water to die. With Penguin dead and Catwoman gone, Bruce solemnly drives around town with Alfred only to catch a glimpse of a certain female shadow as Catwoman watches the bat signal in the sky glare as credits roll. So that was Batman Returns, a very much darker story than I remember. What with uh, Penguin's child snatching and murdering, the outward killings by Batman, the sexual tension between Catwoman and Batman, I'll give the thing 6 out of 10. Definitely not a little kitty Batman movie, however, come back next week for my look 
at 2006's Black Christmas. Then in January, I look at the Resident Evil franchise. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, all lowercase, and email me what you thought of my podcast to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Again, all lowercase. Also, check out my other superhero podcasts such as Batman v Superman, X Men Apocalypse, and Deadpool. As well as my other podcasts such as The Omen, Psycho, Gremlins, James Bond, and Gilly's franchises. Also, dozens others in my SoundCloud archives. Bye!